0: I'm convinced that his presence is what we need in order to discover more of who God is more of who God is and he reveals his presence sometimes he allows ourselves to go through painful experiences so that we want more of him. And I don't understand all the trials and all the things that we sometimes face. God, God, God does, however. God understands your trial, understands your thoughts. We're far off. We are called by the Lord to walk by faith, not by sight. And some things are not always the way they seem either when we see them. So we need to help with the Lord see with his eyes of faith that seeing past ourself, that seeing past our, our own feeling and our own failures, that we might see him in all his glory, at least in part of his glory. There's a story in the Gospel of Luke I'm going to take us there, and it's kind of the the uh, introduction to the Christmas story, really what it is is a story about a priest who was in his office of service and doing what he, what priests do, and his, his part, his portion, as uh, there were many assignments, there were many things that the priests were doing uh, before Christ came, and he changed that all up, but the priests were called by by the Lord, the Levitical tribe, were were the ones who were chosen to go before the presence of God and offer sacrifices and offer. At this at this particular story, they were offering. He was offering an incense, was a fragrance, and that he was uh, offering up before the Lord. so, uh, at right off the bat, in first uh, the first chapter of the Gospel of Luke, his story is about a man named Zacharias. And it tells that he was of the of the division of Aaron, or he was actually of the Levitical tribe. He married the daughter of Aaron, which which was Elizabeth, which is right out of the tribe of Leviticus. So she was. This they were they were tight. They were close to God. It said they were both righteous. And then, you know when that word appeared. They were both righteous. How were they ever righteous in the Old Testament? They were righteous by the by the grace of God, through the sacrifices. They were righteous by their heart toward God that they moved in their ceremonial uh, services. And much like ourselves today, they are righteous through God and what he has done for us. But no one can be righteous in themselves. No one can be good enough, live good enough, to make it before God and be in his presence. We can never make heaven on our own. So we need to save here, and thank God he's came to this earth so that we can be made right, righteous, made righteous means to be in right relationship, to be in right standing, to be you are in. You are welcome, you are one of his, and so to be righteous. And so these people were blameless and, and they were ke- keeping all the requirements, but they had one, one challenge, they had no children. You see, even Godly people, God-fearing people, have trials. Amen? Even God-fearing, God-living people have trials. Sometimes people get sick, sometimes they have, have struggles like just like uh, many other people. If you need to move because of the glare, that's just OK, just shift over. We have a, a challenge this time of the year. We call it the glory window, OK? <laughs> And if you want the glory, you get too much of the glory. You could just move over, okay? It shines on your light, on your eyes. It smarts, and so um, that's what we do: move around. Listen, people who live for God does not automatically make them not have trials. Are you with me? So, in fact. It seems like the more we live for God, sometimes the more the trials come. What does that mean? Well, we know that he is with us. But we know also that the enemy doesn't want us to be with him. He wants us to walk away from God. He wants you to give up on your faith. But we have news for him, don't we? But we have decided to follow Jesus. We have decided to walk with him. And no man can take that from us unless we allow it. And so this, this couple were, they were living for God, but they have been praying for a child. And now notice what happens. It comes about while they were performing his priestly service before God in the appointed order of division, according to the custom of the priestly office, he was chosen by lot to enter. So what they would do, they would somehow, they would have these, it was kind of like stones. Somehow they would kind of like roll them, and whoever got the lot fell on them. And it was the way they did it, and it worked for them. And so he was chosen. Not everyone would go in at the same time to offer this incense. And so one one person, Zacharias, was was chosen to enter the temple. And now while this is going on, the rest of the people were in prayer outside of the hour. Uh, at that hour of the incense offering. So what we have is the church is praying. The church is in prayer while one is inside offering the offering, the sacrifice, the incense. Some people need prayer in the body. Amen? The body of Jesus, the body of Christ, the church needs to be praying one for another. What that does, it takes your your, your thoughts off yourself, well, number one. And, and be, you begin to include others. You're not alone. There are others that are going through things even as I. Well, here's what's, here's what's just an amazing thing happened. An angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the altar of incense. Now, you can imagine, just you just going try to try to think with me a little bit. This inner room, no doubt, was low on light. It was probably quite dim, in fact. All of a sudden, a bright, shining, glorified angel is appearing. What would you do? What would you be thinking? What would you re- how, would you re- how would you respond to this? Listen, and Icarus was troubled when he saw he he was troubled he was he was afraid I, I think he was trembling but the angel said to him notice don't be afraid how many times has the angel said through all the scriptures don't be afraid could it be that fear causes us to stop short Oh, the blessing, the very blessing that God has for us. Fear of what others may think about us. Fear of what we may feel like inside. But listen. The angel says to him, don't be afraid, Zacharias, for your petition. Look at this. Your petition has been heard. Your prayer has been heard. When people, when God's people pray with a sincere heart, God hears them. And the answer is on the way, whether it is yes or wait or no. The answer is on the way. The scripture says if we pray anything in his name, anything in his, name, in his will, he hears us. First John speaks about if he hears us, then we ask in his, in his name, he will answer us. Isn't it good to know that you're not, your prayer is, you're not on a list. In fact, God hears all prayers all the time at the same time. How do you figure that out? That's God. Your prayer is just as important as someone else's prayer. God's heart is moved by by brokenness, by compassion, by, by humility. God is moved. He has compassion on his children. The psalmist said as, as our sins are removed as far as the east is from the west, he has compassion on our on his children. As a father has compassion on his children. You see, that's why he came in the first place. He saw us. So we, we were unable to save ourselves. We unable to live good enough. And I will come. The Savior has come. So now we have the story. We're leading up to this birth. We're leading up to this before Jesus. In fact, Elizabeth and Mary were related to each other. And so John the Baptist, John the boy that is going to be born here, is a cousin to Jesus. Isn't God good? God is so for family. God is so for family. God instituted family. Husband and wife. And they will have children. And they will become families. And he wants the families. He wants whole families to come to know him. I have a pastor friend. His vision. He said it just lately. I want to see whole families come to the Lord. I think it's in the heart of God to have whole families come to the Lord. I think it's a great thing when whole families worship the Lord together. God can do that. And if you have a family member that's not serving the Lord, guess what? The Lord is hearing your prayers about them. God loves them more than you could ever understand or even comprehend. Look at this. Now the promise comes. Look at this. I've heard your petition. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. And you will give him the name John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. The angel, Gabriel. We have two angels in the Bible that, I believe this is the only two angels that the names are given. Michael and Gabriel. Gabriel was the announcer. Gabriel is the one who often gives the He came and did the shepherds, announced the coming of the Lord, the Saviour. Michael is is a warring angel. We have him. We have him pictured. uh, There was war in heaven at one time. Daniel's book. And he said there was war. I heard your petition on the first day, but because of of this, this war that was going on, it took me 21 days. He had to get help. That's Michael. God gives his angels charge concerning you. God has an angel for you. Assigned to you. Do you believe that? God has an angel assigned to you. I think Horton had an angel assigned to him one day when we were lifting up on the, on the church. He said something pulled them back. When well, we rolled back on the equipment, the basket was going away from the roof line, and they were going to go to the ground. When he said something pulled them back, that's cool. That's awesome. Angels can concern, charge concerning you. Greater than angels is Jesus. Greater than the angel is God who created the angel. And God himself, look at this, he visits us. He visited with Zacharias, but there was one problem. There was one challenge. It doesn't mean that God stopped loving Zacharias, but Zacharias had this little little glimmer of doubt. How do we know that? Look on verse 18. Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this for certain? Now he doesn't say that I I doubt. He didn't say that. But God knew his heart. Because later on. It says. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. And I have been sent to speak to you and bring you this good news. And behold, you shall be silent and unable to speak until the day when these things take place because you did not believe my words. Oh. Listen, you're still in good hands, Zechariah. Those whom God loves, He disciplines. And so God is, you know what? This is the sign, this is what's gonna happen. You're not gonna be able to talk. Until the baby comes. Do you know what? I think Zacharias, something was happening very deep within his heart. That something was taking place. And later on we'll see that. But God, number one, God met him in his workplace. How many know that God goes with you to the workplace? He goes with you to the marketplace. He goes with you when you're traveling. To and fro on the highways and the byways. He's with you when you're in the places where you shop for food. We run into people all over. There are needs left and right. God doesn't leave us when we leave the church building. God will never leave us or forsake us. God will go with you to the valley. It's as much as he was with you on the mountain experience. And so Saul had to, had had King, you know, Paul became, was Saul at first, then it became Paul, had to have his eyes opened. And what did God do? He he caused him to be blinded for a season. However God chooses, whatever God does, it's all for the purpose to bring us closer to him because he wants us. The best for us, he wants to show himself to you and I. He wants to show his glory to you and I. He wants us to live forever with him. He wants you to be as someday as the angels in heaven will see him face to face, and we shall be with the choirs and the choruses of all the angel, all the creation. Every tribe, tongue, and nation shall worship him, and we're going to be there and we're gonna bring others with us. And that's the goal of the church. That's the go- That's the reason why we're still alive, is to reach others. Some of my family's here and remember Aunt Elsie. Remember Aunt Elsie. She, I would pick her up to train her to church. I was just learning how to drive, so that gave me an excuse. Go down the Wealthwood area there. and. Drive a country road and all the way back to church. But she would visit with me. And we would talk about the things of the Lord. And it was a mentoring time that I had no idea what was going on at the time. But later in her life, toward her end, she would ask the question, I don't know why the Lord's keeping me around here. I'd go down and visit her occasionally. She'd say that. And I said, Elsie, you still praying? Yeah. Probably because... God's using your prayers. God's still using you. No matter how old. No matter what you've done in the past. You can have a new beginning. No matter what it takes. The Lord was never done with us. Until we reach that presence with him. Then we shall be changed. We're not ready for heaven yet. This is how it works. We cannot stand in the fullness of His glory. We, the body, this humanity, cannot stand in His fullness of His presence. We can only see it apart. We, Paul said, it, we see in a mirror dimly. We see a part. We walk not by sight. We can't see the full sphere of, of thing. We can't see the beginning to the end like God does. So we're walking by faith and we make mistakes, just like Zacharias. We fall short sometimes and we miss it. Oh, we, I'm sure, have failed to recognize him and went on our own way, but God is teaching us. God is patient with us. God is not willing that any should perish. Keep praying for your loved ones. Stand in the gap for them. Believe God for them. Ask God for them. God cares about them. And so this story ends from the workplace to a place of worship. Zacharias, with no doubt, his heart was in order. His heart was, his heart was in right relationship. But there was this little waffle in his spirit, this little thing called doubt, this little sliver of always one prayed In the New Testament, oh, I believe, but Lord, help my unbelief. As many times, I think if we were honest, we want to believe more. But we struggle. And so how do we get over that? Keep going back. Keep reminding yourselves of the miracles. Read the verses. Read the New Testament. Jesus healed so many. Read Isaiah 53, by his stripes, we are healed. Begin to believe God. That he wants to move the mountains in our life. That he wants us to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. What is that all about? What is the flesh and the spirit? They are in war with each other. The flesh wages war against the spirit. But your spirit is stronger when we let him in. You know how to get, I believe it's a key. How to get uh, How to get the upper hand over your over your flesh is to begin to praise God. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Begin to focus on Him. Begin to verbalize. Express your your heart before the Lord. And so we know doubt we we know there's doubters. We know that there will be always those who will be scoffers. A little letter of Jude. Just a little short book talks about grumblers and say, where's the coming of the Lord? It's just the same as always. There's going to be people toward the end that say, what about this second coming? Yeah, it's going to happen. We we'll believe it. We're looking forward to His coming. God's going to take us to a better place. God's going to take us out of this fallen world. You see, that's my answer. Why do bad things happen sometimes? So-called Trials happen to righteous people because we live in a fallen world. Not necessarily our own fault all the time. And Satan has dominion. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Claim the verses. I am a child of God. I have been bought with a price. I'm not my own. I am the person. I am becoming the person God has created me for. I notice... Becoming. I'm not there yet. I'm on the way. I'm in process. I'm on the road of sanctification. I want to be closer to Him because He, he, has, a, he has assignments. He has people in mind that He wants you and I to help together. The verses in Hebrews chapter 3 as I always challenge me. I'll read it. Take care, brethren, lest there should be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, so in falling away from the living God. Here's the next part of that verse. But encourage one another day after day as long as you see it, it's still called today. What, what he saying, you can drift. You can relax. You can kick back. You can put it in recliner speed. Now, I'm, a, I'm not against recliners. I'm not against having rest. But it would come to our, our faith Let's be careful that we don't become comfortable. We keep stop caring about people around us, stop caring, stop having a heart of giving. Be careful, he says. But encourage one another day after day. Part of our reason to get together is that we need we need each other. We need to spur each other on, encourage each other on, build each other on up in the faith. Because it's still called today, lest any of you be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Listen, let's go on to the verses in this little chapter, chapter 1, down to verse 64. This is after now Elizabeth has, has, has brought forth and the miracle of this little baby, John. Who becomes John the Baptist? Who Jesus said to him said to his disciples, "No one greater than there's no one that's been no one greater than John the Baptist. He's a forerunner before Jesus. And fear came upon the system Back of the verse 63, and at once his mouth was open. At once his mouth was open. Why? Because God's st- stayed. True to, to his promise. And so before that, he, they were having trouble. Now, we need to call this boy Zacharias. And Elizabeth said, no, it's John. And then he says, let's ask Zacharias. So they got a tablet. And he writes on, he writes, his name is John. How does he know that? Because the angel said, his name is John. So they're sticking to, they're sticking to what God has told them. <clears throat> and at once, verse 64, his mouth was open and his tongue loosed and he began to speak in praise of God. There's something here more than I, I think we can see. And He began to speak in praise. Isn't it interesting that on the day of Pentecost, they began to speak in praise in other languages to others were hearing them praising God. I believe that Zacharias experienced the infilling of the Holy Spirit. That he was speaking out of the heart of God. He was speaking for God. And look at it as we go on. Fear comes on all those living around them, And these matters were being talked about in all the hill country of Judea. When God does something special, that news travels. When God does something extraordinary, when God does something for you, it needs to be shared and it needs to be spread around. And whoever heard, and all who heard them kept them in mind, saying, what then will this child turn out to be? And his father Zacharias, verse 67, was filled with his Holy Spirit, and he prophesied, declared the things of God. Interesting. Portion in the scripture. Here's an ordinary man. God shows up, shows himself, promises to him, Zacharias, your prayers have been heard. Your petition has been heard. You will have a son. When all the doubts and all the skeptics and all the negative talk has been brought low, God steps in and shows himself. When it is impossible What did God say? Nothing. Nothing is impossible with me. Let's think about that today. Let's think about expectation. What is it that God we know can do? What will he do? It's up to him. Partly our prayer life and our walk with him Determines the depth, determines the height, determines whether we win or the battle is won, is won. Through our prayer life, through our praise. When we praise him, what happens? It begins to take our attention off ourself and place it upon him. Because it's, it's just like Peter when he was walking on the water, he was doing just fine. It was just fine. Until he started to say, Whoa, those waves are really deep. He said, Wow. (laughs) Of course. And the natural man cannot understand the things of the spirit because they are spiritually discerned. And so when you prayed your heart out and you don't see a change, God just... Keeps chipping away. If it takes a lifetime, it takes a lifetime. If it takes some person to their last breath, it takes it to the last. God is so patient. Let's not give up. God is always at work. We belong to him. And maybe again today, what we need to say is just show me, Lord, show me again who you are, afresh and anew. I want what you have. I want your Holy Spirit to flow through me. I want to belong to you. And so I say yes to you, Jesus. And you're here here today. And you need to pray this prayer. I want to belong to you, Lord. But I, I need to pray. Jesus, come into my heart. A simple prayer like that will start the process of you belonging to him. And the work begins after that. You work out yourself, but you don't work for it. You work it out. You learn what is right, what is wrong, and by the help of the Holy Spirit.